Becky Burgess of Good for the Swole is a pre- and postnatal fitness specialist who I found out about through my sister, Brooke, when I was asking her for recommendations on workouts during and after pregnancy. Becky has helped thousands of women like myself with workouts specifically tailored for a woman's body during and after pregnancy. She focuses on how to really strengthen the parts of your body that will help you during delivery and also what will help your body to recover from giving birth. In today's podcast, we really get into things like what actually is your pelvic floor and why is it such a big deal to strengthen it? Is it too late if you've had kids a year ago or four years ago or 40 years ago? What are some of the most important things to do to prepare? for birth and what her philosophy is on comparison and how to positively motivate yourself to want to be healthy and strong. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing an internet friend who is becoming more of a real friend today that I'm so excited about. Her name is Becky Burgess, and she does the Instagram and blog and women's fitness program, Good for the Swole. And I can't wait to talk to her about women's health and before and after having babies, especially. And she has such a passion for that. So Becky, tell us more about you and who you are and how you got started doing all of this. Yeah, well, first, thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, so my name is Becky. And um, so I guess how I started in college, I majored in public health, minded in nutrition. So public health, I kind of did like the health promotion track mm-hmm. in it. So I, I loved health. I just wasn't quite sure like what area I wanted to go into. And then when I graduated, I started working as a health coach for a company. And so they would have a bunch of like clients or whatever sign up and I would get to coach them, which was nice because I didn't have to go and like harass people to like be their coach or anything. So it was really awesome. And I learned a ton about just like health and I particularly loved working with women Mm -hmm. during that and getting like the women clients because I just think our bodies are so complex, right? We have so many hormones and like if you're having babies and just all, there's just so much going on. And so and obviously I'm, I'm a woman, so I could relate to it, right. you know? So, um, that's kind of initially where I got started and I got pregnant with my first child while I was working as a coach. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of spurred like, wait, I've been like training people and coaching and I'm like, I don't even like really know what to do during actual pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started learning more and more about it and I got certified as a women's fitness specialist and then a pre and postnatal fitness specialist and certified in pregnancy exercise. And it just kind of like spiraled from there. Um, and I started an Instagram while I was pregnant with Piper, my first, Mm -hmm. and Instagram wasn't even like really a thing then, like having like a business Instagram or whatever. I just kind of did it because I was already coaching. And so it was just kind of like an extension of that, of just like sharing, this is kind of just what I'm doing. Right, just useful information. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't even like, like teaching or educating at that point. It was just like, I'm pregnant. And like, this is a workout that I did kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, I had another baby and another baby and it just kind of, you know, snowballed from there. So um, it's something I have like gradually gotten really passionate about, especially connecting to women and you know, there's so many issues with like pelvic floor, like incontinence or diastasis recti and just hearing like all these women who have been struggling with it for years and they feel like they don't have any help. And so it's just, it's very um, fulfilling, but also um, 
something that I feel like is such a big need. Totally. Um, so I could talk about it forever. No, but I love it's that. Just something I love. Yeah, I can't wait to get into all of that. And you really did fit a need for me when I was pregnant. Um, I started asking, you know, who's like, which workouts are you doing? And I had Harry, my last baby during the mm-hmm. pandemic. And so, <laughs> you know, couldn't, couldn't leave our house. Before that, I had kind of gone back and forth with doing a little bit of F45 classes and stuff, but then, you know, everything shut down. And so yeah. several people recommended your course. And in fact, my sister said, oh, I love Becky's course. I love Good for the Swole. She's, and she specifically said that she really credited her ability to have stamina to push and to have a really great first birthing experience when she had her first baby because she had done your workouts. So, oh, that's so awesome. yeah, I had a recommendation from one of the people I trust the very most to go to your courses. Yeah. So, um, so it's really been a blessing for me and that's how I stumbled upon you. But let's talk more about, you said you had your first baby in what year, Piper? Oh gosh. Um, okay. 2016. Okay. So she's, she's four and a half now. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it feels like forever. Yeah. Ago, and then you just barely had a baby too, a few months ago, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I had Piper and then nine months later I got pregnant with Jack. Mm-hmm. So those two are really close together. Um, and then I had Sunny at the end of July. So she's almost six months so now. Sweet. So wow, time that flies. was a two and a half year gap between Jack and Sunny. But okay. Okay. So one more time. Yeah. So tell me, I guess, um, I have so many questions for you. But first of all, <laughs> um, with pre and postnatal, why was that specifically something that you felt drawn to? And why do you have a passion for helping women specifically with that phase of life? Yeah. So like I said, when I was pregnant with Piper and and I was like a personal trainer, I was qualified, certified. I was very much working in like the fitness and health industry. Mm -hmm. And I myself was not quite sure, okay, what are like the do's and don'ts when I'm pregnant? Right. And like your doctor doesn't really tell you, they'll say, okay, you know, stay active, Mm -hmm. just kind of like listen to your body or whatever, which, um, you know, isn't like so specific and it's funny now that not funny but it's really interesting now that I know more about it because I'm like there's so many things that women need to know going into exercising because not only like during pregnancy but also it's going to impact your delivery like your sister Brooke said like your ability to push and recover properly and then not have a ton of issues postpartum so I think that's what got me interested in specifically the pregnancy postpartum area was because I myself like didn't even really know right and nobody really tells you so I started learning myself getting qualified and certified um and then here I am you know just sharing this stuff so that everybody that comes to my page can hopefully leave feeling like they are confident in how to exercise and listen to their body. I love it. Let's get into some of those things that you can do to prepare. What do you think are some of the most important things to prepare for birth and to keep your body healthy while you're pregnant? While you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, so it's just so hard because pregnancy is so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So first I, I do always say, obviously make sure your doctor's okay with you exercising. Right. Um, cause there are some like high risk issues, obviously. Um, and then listening to your body and our bodies are so smart that you really, they really will indicate to you 
if something is not right. Like if you're overdoing it, um, you might start having like a lot of Braxton hip contractions mm. or pelvic pain or discomfort. So those are all really important things to be aware of and just to listen to. But um, some big things we want to get like detailed yeah. is anything that causes any pelvic pressure or pain um, you want to avoid or modify um, that. And then anything that causes in your core, like bulging, like if you can see kind of something pushing outwards mm. um, around like your belly button, that line going down. So any, any bulge above or on your belly button or below, that's something to pay attention to or any coning in your stomach. So where it looks like maybe there's a bread loaf or something mm-hmm. pushing out from inside. So those two things are crucial for helping prevent um, or at least manage properly dysatis recti. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also your pelvic floor as well. So any exercises that's causing that bulging or that pressure, it's it's a sign that your body's not managing the pressure in your abdomen, your intra-abdominal pressure very well. So which is fine, but that's going to happen at some point. So at some point in your pregnancy, when you're like sitting up out of bed, you're going to start seeing that coning or that bulging. So it's very normal for that to happen because you are having, you have a baby Mm -hmm. in your stomach. So there's a lot more pressure in that area. Um, So when you see that, it's just time to modify that exercise or avoid it altogether. Okay. Are there things that commonly cause those, like, are there moves and exercises that commonly cause that, that are easy to do maybe incorrectly that will kind of exacerbate that problem? Yeah. So like high pressure type of exercises in the core. So the common ones are like sit-ups, which is, you know, sitting up out of bed too can cause that. Um, Like crunches, you know, um, frontal planks. So when you're on the ground, you know, just in a normal plank position, that can cause a lot of intra-abdominal pressure that's really hard to manage when you have a baby there as well. Yeah. So like that pressure starts pushing out and that's what's going to lead to like the, uh, all the pressures going on those abdominals, which is going to help pull them apart, which we want to ca- try and control as much as we can. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things, are modifications typically the best way to deal with those? Or are there just other exercises that you think are safer and are a little bit better? Yeah. So at some point, and typically I, if I'm just giving a general recommendation, mm-hmm. I say it's, start, it's time to start avoiding those common core exercises when you enter the second trimester. So if anything in the first trimester is causing that coning or bulging, then you just want to start avoiding or modifying a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. But in general, second trimester is a good time to adjust. And there's a ton of different good core exercises that you can do during pregnancy. So a lot of time people are like, okay, well, I can't do set up. So I'm just not going to do any core work, which Working your deep core is so, so helpful Mm -hmm. because it's going to help like reduce your lower back pain. It's going to help with your posture. It's going to help your delivery. It's going to help your core. It's going to help bring your core back together postpartum, avoid incontinence, painful sex, like all these things that are so common postpartum. Strengthening your deep core during pregnancy and you can do afterwards as well. But during pregnancy, it's really going to help you transition smoothly. Okay. So yeah, the good like modification. So instead of a frontal plank, maybe doing a side plank instead is a good one. Mm. Or reverse plank where you're on your forearms and facing up to the ceiling instead of 
Gotcha. Yes. Yep. I'm envisioning it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Cause I used to work out with a trainer and when I was pregnant with, I think my third, um, there was a day when I was kind of showing like my whole life and behind the scenes and I was working out with her and pregnant doing a plank. And I got so many DMS from people. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. And, um, yeah. and my trainer who I loved, but you know, she hadn't had a baby in, I mean, I think, I think probably 30 something years and, you know, she just was like, yeah. Oh, I, th- I think planks are fine. And, um, <laughs> anyway, so I think it is really yeah. valuable to be taking advice from someone who specifically has knowledge and understanding of how women's bodies work and prepare best for birth and even after birth. And so I really want to talk about pelvic floor. You brought that up a second ago. And I feel like that's such a hot topic that when I had my first baby, people weren't talking about so much, but now people talk about a ton. And I have to admit that I still don't even completely understand why that's important or what you should be doing to strengthen that or why, why it matters. And part of the reason why I haven't ever focused a ton on it is because I've had all C-sections, but does it matter still, even if you've had all C-sections? Yeah, that's such a good question. And, um, yeah, it does. So if you grew a baby, then you need to work on your pelvic floor. So of course, pushing out a baby is going to put much more pressure on your pelvic floor Mm -hmm. and can cause a lot more trauma. Um, so the C-section is a good way to avoid that, but of course you have a bunch of different things that come along with the Mm C-section, but yeah, having a big baby, is going to be putting pressure on your pelvic floor and pregnancy in general is just going to weaken it. So however you delivered your baby, pelvic floor is so, so important to work on. So why, why does that affect, I guess I can understand, you know, why it would cause pressure and cause trauma and whatever, but like why are the exercises and strengthening that? Like, how is that going to help you once the baby comes out and what, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the pelvic floor, it's it's like a hammock basically. So, and it's at the base of your deep core. So, um, essentially it's job, it's supporting your, um, like your bowels, your bladder, your uterus. Mm -hmm. So of course, as your uterus is expanding and getting bigger and you have a full baby sitting on that hammock, there's a lot more pressure kind of sitting down on it. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of prolapse before. Mm, I haven't. But prolapse is basically when um your pelvic floor is weak Mm -hmm. so either like your bladder or your uterus or it can be anything it starts to drop into the vagina um so that's why I mentioned earlier avoiding things like pelvic pressure pelvic pain because we don't want that pressure going down um weakening the pelvic floor and leading to those issues Um, but in general I mean that's like a a different kind of case, but it's part of pelvic floor dysfunction. But pelvic floor, I mean, that's what's going to help with the incontinence issue and painful sex and being able to control your pelvic floor helps with pushing the baby um, out. And it helps with your, your whole deep core in general. And everything is connected, like your hips, your glutes, your pelvic floor, your, your core in general, it's all connected. So if one thing is off, like your pelvic floor, that can impact like hip pain or even like neck and shoulder pain, which sounds crazy. No, it makes sense. It's all connected. Yeah. 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 And so, and you mentioned incontinence too. And I, um, I saw this morning when I was watching stories that fatty, our friend, um, 
posted something uh-huh. about her jump rope and how much she loves jump roping. And someone sent her a DM and said, if only I could do that without peeing my pants. And I, know. <laughs> I just like I told you a minute ago, I have not delivered vaginally, but had four kids and I can't go jump on the trampoline either. Yeah, and, yeah. But yet I didn't push a baby out. So I've always wondered why that is. Yeah. And it's probably exactly what you're talking about here is. Yeah. I mean, your pelvic floor just weakens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you have, you grow a huge baby and it's sitting on it and you have all that pressure all day. I mean, of course it can impact you whether you've had a baby or not. And it can impact men too. Men can have weak pelvic floor, but pregnancy in general is super hard on the pelvic floor. So, so is that something you can reverse? Like if I've had four babies yes. and I like, if I go Absolutely. out on the trampoline, I know there's a good chance that like, I'm probably not going to hundred percent be able to hold it in the whole time. <laughs> you can jump on the trampoline without peeing your pants. I, <laughs> okay. I promise. <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing is just like any muscle, you can train it and strengthen okay. it. Whether you just barely had a baby or you had your last child, like 40 years ago, oh. you can still work on it and strengthen that muscle okay. and get good pelvic floor function and not be, not pee your pants when you sneeze or jump or yes. whatever. Okay. So what are some of the basic, like best exercises for that? So, and yeah, if you go onto my Instagram, I have a million of these. And so it's, I think visuals are, are so much easier, but I'm going to try and explain and hopefully. And let's shout that out. Sense. So it's good for the swole, right? Yeah. Good for the swole. I have IGTs where I'm showing you. Um, I have a ton, ton, ton of workouts on that, um, that you can go through and follow through. But the biggest thing is actually your breath work, Mm. which I know sounds so simple and almost too simple where you're like, "Mm, I want to do something a little more extreme because I want big results, but it really is like the foundation of everything. It's just being able to engage and release your pelvic floor. Um, and then once you get that down, you incorporate that breathing into the workouts to help strengthen it, engage it during your exercise, just to get more benefit out of it. Okay. So good to but know. Do you want me, I can quickly go over that, like the breathing if you want, or I have IDTs on, IDTVs on that. Yeah, um, we can, I mean, we can send people to that, but maybe if you just want to give yeah. like one quick little example, it might be interesting for someone who's just like listening and doing dishes or driving somewhere or something so that <laughs> yeah. they have an you idea. Practice yeah. This. yeah, practice it while you're driving. If you hit a stoplight, do a couple reps of this, okay. um, which is what I did when I first started like practicing. Mm-hmm. So on the inhale, you want to think about widening and spreading your pelvic floor. Um, and again, your pelvic floor is in between like your sit bones, like those bones Mm -hmm. on your butt, basically when you're sitting down and then your pubic bone at the front and your tailbone at the back. So if you think about that, um, it's all in the middle of that area. So when you inhale, you want to release and widen and spread, Mm -hmm. which is just as important as being able to engage because we don't want a tight pelvic floor. Um, so you want to release it. And then when you exhale, you want to bring the muscles together. Kind of what like what people are saying when they say do a Kegel. Mm-hmm. You bring it together. But then the most important part is lengthening and really lifting it up. Mm-hmm. So if you think about how a jellyfish moves, mm-hmm. you know, it comes together and then moves all the way up. And it like relaxes and opens, comes together and then lifts up. That's kind of how your pelvic floor functions with each breath. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like if you're at a stop sign or if you're sitting down, 
practice doing this. It's so, so helpful. And I guide you through it on my Instagram as well. Um, but that is, I think, the very, very best thing any pregnant or postpartum woman can learn to do. Amazing. Okay. I totally have to admit that I've always skipped over stuff like that because I'm like, I didn't push the baby out, so I don't need to think yeah. about this. But I'm converted, so I'm going to I'm gonna repent and do it now because that sounds amazing. Yeah. So, all right. Now I want to talk to you about something that I have found really wonderful about your account. And I loved the way that you put this once when somebody asked you, like, why don't you do befores and afters? And I want to see exactly what your body looks like through this journey mm-hmm. of losing weight after a baby. And so I would love for you to just reiterate, if you remember, what your, and <laughs> you probably don't need to remember exactly your words that day, but just yeah. your feelings about that and why you kind of have avoided that necessarily like the before and after inspo and more. Yeah. what your what you feel like your core values of good for the swole is all about and how you like to empower women yeah and I think so when I initially stalked my Instagram you know I was I was doing that I was posting like lots of bump dates like every week mm-hmm. and then of course my postpartum journey so and I, I'm not I'm not saying it's all bad like I feel inspired when I see people's transformations I'm like good for you it's so exciting and I'm so happy for you but something that I've chosen not to do with this pregnancy is do those like kind of transformations. And I feel bad for doing it before, but like I said, I was kind of just like tracking my own journey. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't think anything was ever going to come of the Instagram. So I was kind of just doing it for me. But um, I think especially cause my audience is like 99.9% women mm-hmm. and a huge majority are either hoping to be pregnant soon who or are pregnant or are newly postpartum or, have, you know, are done having kids, but are still wanting to help their body postpartum. So I just, with the audience, I just feel like I need to be, I just want to be like respectful and responsible of that. And I just want to like give everybody a hug and make sure that no one ever feels like they need to look a certain way or lose X amount of weight or only gain X amount of weight during pregnancy or their recovery has to be here at this point or at this many weeks or whatever, because it's just, it's so different. It's so different. Mm-hmm. And how my body responds is how my body responds. And it's going to be entirely different from how someone else does. I mean, even my recoveries with all three of my kids have been different. Right. And I have to make sure I don't compare to myself to where I was mm-hmm. like at a certain point with my first pregnancy or whatever. So I just, I just want everyone to know that they're welcome here and they don't ever feel like they need to be X amount weight or whatever, because it just doesn't matter. All that matters is how you feel and um, doing the small things or doing just whatever you can with little kids or big kids to take care of yourself. Yeah. I loved that so much. And when you said it in that way, it really spoke to me because I feel like there's a sense of curiosity. People are wildly curious. Well, how much did you yeah. gain? And 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 then it's mm-hmm. automatically it's hard not to turn to like, well, so am I normal? And am I gaining yeah. more than the average person or not enough? Or you know, mm-hmm. or how long is how long did it take her to look, you know, back to normal? Yeah. And is that like, should that be the timestamp for me? And and just like you said too, comparing, you know, past pregnancies to maybe your current one or your postpartum journey to a different baby. And like you said, for me, it's also been different with each child and different phases of life and different, lots of different factors for me that have gone into how much time I can dedicate to postpartum 
recovery and yeah. all of that. So it is just so different for people's circumstances and what they're going through. And nothing, especially right now, in my opinion, is normal because we're all still in the middle <laughs> of this weird pandemic that has yes. made the world <laughs> less than normal. So Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just, I think that's beautiful. And I really love that you are making it more about empowering each individual woman rather than fostering any kind of like comparison. And, and like you said, not that that, if that's someone else's, how they're doing things or inspiring people, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. But I love that for you yeah. that you've chosen to have a very intentional, different focus. And I, I respect that and admire that a lot. Yeah. And I wish I'd done it from the beginning, but you know, it's just something I've learned along the way that Hey, you know, that's, that's, it's not what it's about. It doesn't matter how I'm recovering or how much weight I gained. And I've never shared like weight gain or like how soon I'm back to my pre-pregnancy weight or if I ever get there or whatever, because it really does not matter. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I want to talk about going back to how you just mentioned a second ago, each baby and pregnancy and postpartum has been different. Do you feel like there's anything with age that you can speak to as far as people? Because for me, I feel like with each baby, it's gotten harder and maybe that's not the same for each woman, but I feel like for me, it takes more effort with age and with each baby. And my doctor has explained it to me that like, yeah, you are the way a woman's body is created. You're most fertile when you're like 16 to 25 or something like that. Like those are your, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, those are your like prime childbearing years. So when yeah. you go past that, which most women do nowadays, like most women are having yeah. babies, you know, in their mid to late twenties, early, mid thirties, sometimes even into yeah. their forties. So talk to me about that, what your opinions are and what you've seen as far as helping a lot of women and and then even in, within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely true. And of course, you know, with age your metabolism starts to slowly mm-hmm. slow down your body's production of collagen starts to slow down around, what is it? 25. Mm-hmm. And, um, your skin's elasticity, I guess, slows down or I don't know, whatever, like the, the word is for that, but it's just stops being as elastic and stretching and being able to, you know, snap back or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And so, um, yeah, of course, like the older that you get, it's going to be harder maybe to lose that baby weight or for your skin to maybe go back to where it did after your first pregnancy or or whatever. And I know I'm, I'm seeing that now with my third baby. I'm like, my skin sure feels a lot stretchier than it did <laughs> after the first time. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had kids and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, just fine. But, um, yeah, I think it, it can be a lot harder. And I think it messes with you mentally too, because going back to like that comparison, even if you're just comparing yourself to your first pregnancy or, or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just going to be, it's going to be different and it's not a good or a bad thing. It just, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Tell me some of the things that you think are most helpful for women to have a, like to see a difference as far as feeling healthy and feeling strong and feeling ready for birth. Like, like I mentioned a second ago that Brooke told me that with her first baby, Mm -hmm. she felt so much um, strength and empowerment from doing your workouts. So what do you think um, are some of the things, I mean, as far as yeah. What's your best advice? If I were a first time mom and I was like, I just found out I'm pregnant and I'm going to have a baby in eight months and, and tell me what you would tell a first time mom who's, 
or even like a fourth time mom who's like, I haven't yeah. really taken care of my body in the past and this time I want to do it right. And I want to be more healthy yeah. and strong and prepared. Okay. Well, first of all, congratulations. And it's so exciting, whether it's your first or your fourth. Um, and I think no matter how many times you've done it, it can feel a little like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, like this is, it's such a big thing to bring a baby into the world. And it's, it's such a big thing for your body to go through as well. So I would say, just remember you and your body are on the same team. So it's not like your body's going to change and it's not you against your body or being mad because your body's, I don't know, maybe really tired this day mm-hmm. when you're wanting to do this. So just remember you're, you're both, your goal is to grow this baby and, um, you want to take care of yourself and also the baby and just, just work, work hand in hand together. So I would say, I mean, going back to make sure you're listening to your body, of course, make sure you have the green light from your doctor, whatever, but find whatever movement works for you and just makes you feel good. So maybe that is weight training. Maybe it's walking even is fantastic during pregnancy. It's fantastic for your pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's, going on the spin bike or whatever it is. So find something that you enjoy and is going to make you feel good. I mean, there's a ton of research about exercise being so good, obviously for the mom mentally and physically, but also for the baby, it's creating, I mean, exercise in general is a type of stress on your body. Um, and, And it's not a bad stress, but it is a type of stress. And so your baby's used to that. So when you go into delivery, you and your baby are both ready to be under a little bit of stress and it's Mm. your baby's heart rate is going to handle it much better it's going to be more stable um and and you're going to be strong and and ready to go and and also I mean I during my first pregnancy I got a huge blood clot in my first trimester Mm. really randomly Mm -hmm. and surprisingly and so I wasn't allowed to exercise for a little bit over the first trimester so for a while and, and that's just fine. I still had a healthy pregnancy. I was still active and everything was okay. So even if you're feeling really sick in the first trimester uh, or really tired or whatever, just do what you can and you're, you're going to be just fine as long as you're, you're just doing your best. So whether that's you're exercising five times a week or one time a week, you know, just, just start where you're at and keep moving forward. Okay. I love that advice. Now, maybe even more importantly, what's your advice to the woman who has a baby and wakes up like I did each time and looks in the mirror and goes, oh my gosh, what is this? And what do I do with it? And it's so intimidating at first to look at, because I think especially that first time, I mean, my own mother warned me, you're going to still look pregnant after you have your baby, but it's another thing to have the baby outside of you and then look at yourself and, and feel like, is this my new, this is the new me? What in the world? You know? It's so, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but like after I had my baby Piper, my first Mm -hmm. one, I was like, why do I still look pregnant? Mm -hmm. Like what's going on? I just was so shocked um, that first time. And even knowing how the postpartum recovery goes, the second and third time you're still like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just fine. It's all very normal. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times we see like the postpartum period on Instagram and it's getting a little bit better. I feel like with people being a little more real about mm-hmm. postpartum and, you know, cause the mental like anxiety or depression. I know yeah. you talk about it, which is so awesome, yeah. but also 
people, you know, you're seeing like, oh, this is what like day one, day two, you know, one month, two months, whatever. This is what like it looks like and it's totally normal. Mm -hmm. So just know however you look, however you feel, everybody feels like that. So you're not alone, even if you're maybe not seeing it as much. Maybe you feel crazy or maybe you feel so much guilt because you just have this like perfect, beautiful baby, but you or maybe like just having a hard time physically, that's okay. It's okay. And it's all normal. And you, it doesn't make you a bad mother. It doesn't mean you don't love your baby. Mm -hmm. So, and again, kind of like in pregnancy, just, just start where you're at. doesn't matter if you are ready to start doing rehab moves as soon as you get home from the hospital and you're ready to, you know, start rehabbing your pelvic floor, or if you are ready six months postpartum and you're ready to to begin and start rehabbing and implementing some movement. So I don't care where you are at. I just care that you are looking after yourself and just doing the very best that you yeah. can. And for me, I just have to share this, that with all four of my babies, I have never been in a place mentally where I'm ready to exercise at the six week mark where I'm cleared to exercise. I With yeah. each of my babies, I've been like, well, that's great. But I feel like I'm still just barely getting down <laughs> the stairs <laughs> without being yeah. exhausted, you know? So, um, yeah. For me, it's been more of like maybe two or three months after where I'm like, okay, I feel like I could go on a walk and not just feel yeah, totally exhausted. And um, it just takes me a minute. And I, I don't think, I'm sure that my doctors have been right each time and that probably I was technically ready, but it usually takes me about that much time before I feel like a normal human where I'm like, okay, I feel up to it. Let's go yeah. on a walk. Let's be mentally ready. Yeah. Too. There's something about that yeah. for me, but um it was really helpful to me to go to your Instagram and start doing some of your workouts and subscribe mm -hmm. to your workouts and be able to see. I loved that they were specifically for women who were looking to slowly ease back into postpartum recovery because so many workouts yeah. out there, it's like, well, if so I, scary. right, <laughs> like for example, I love the Peloton, but jumping into a Peloton workout, it was not appropriate for me to do for my very first workout back after having a baby, you know, that's yeah, like not, yeah. not the best thing, at least for me, it wasn't um, because you get on there unless you're doing something that, and I did do this a couple of times, like a specifically marked recovery ride, but even those, yeah, they're typically pretty intense. So mm -hmm. I love that you have specifically tailored these workouts to women who just need to safely and slowly ease back into workouts after, I mean, your body went through something so yeah. traumatic having, you know, growing yes. a full-size human and then <laughs> releasing it into the wild. I and think about it, but like, it's just so normal, right? Everyone's having babies and you know, whatever. So we're just, we just think it's like no big deal, mm -hmm. but like you, you grew a human yeah. with like eyelashes and fingernails and like a functioning heart with valves and, you know, like this, this actual person, you grew that. And then if you had a C-section, that is very intense mm -hmm. surgery. You were cut through to bring this little baby out. Mm -hmm. Or if you delivered vaginally, like that's obviously traumatic too. Very. So <laughs> the body has just been through so, so much. So yeah, again, start when you're ready. And that's why I have like, I share so much my Instagram. And so you can do all those for free, of course. And then in my app, I break workouts down. I have first trimester, second, third, mm -hmm. postpartum recovery, postpartum and then like advanced postpartum to just I just want you to to not have to worry about okay should I be doing this should I not be doing this I they're all follow-along videos where I am walking you through 
everything just to kind of take that stress away. And whenever you're ready to start, I'm ready to work out with you. Yeah, I love that too. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is scary and I probably shouldn't be doing this. It feels like a very safe zone. So yeah, (laughs) I love that. I want to know if there have been any stories that have been inspiring for you or kind of like a payday moment after doing all this work for so many years to help women. Are there some things that come to mind as far as feedback you've gotten from women? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of the women that have had, you know, really intense abdominal separation after pregnancy. And, you know, they're like, I didn't know. So I was doing this and this, or, you know, even if you don't exercise at all, you know, you can still have it. It's not just developed through improper exercise, but, you know, they have all these issues postpartum that they just feel like it's normal. And that's just part what happens after you have a baby and you have to deal with it, Mm -hmm. who like have started doing the workouts and are like, oh my gosh, like I was able to like get through this whole workout without peeing my pants, which I've never done (laughs) before, you know, or like who've had prolapse and have been able to cure or bring your abdominals back together, be able to get back to the type of exercises that they love doing um, without any issues. And I mean, I get those every day. I try not to share them so much in my stories. So I'm like, people are probably like, okay, this is, you're so annoying. No, it's it's not annoying. I think it's inspiring. (laughs) And you know, it's, um, helpful to see those inspirational feedback kind of stories, because I think it gives the newbie, the person that's sitting there in their sweats going, I'm so like, I have such a long way to go. Is it even worth it? Like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. It gives people hope. It gives them some type of, I love that type of inspiration. Maybe, uh, it's a different way of, of instead of doing the befores and afters showing like the heart of what someone went through and where it's taken them. And I think it's very inspiring. So I love all those shares. It's really cool to be a very, very small, small, small part of someone's pregnancy or, you know, saying they're able to push out their baby without tearing or how their doctor complimented them on their like strength and their pelvic floor or whatever. Like, it's really cool because, I mean, I'm just throwing out the workouts or whatever, but like you're, you guys are the ones that are actually doing the hard work and implementing it and doing your best to take care of your body. And I find that so inspiring. Yeah. I think it's really wonderful too, the community that you've built and the help that you're giving to so many women. So I have one last question for you that I ask everyone who comes on this podcast. And that is if there's one message that you want the women listening to this podcast episode to remember, what do you want that one message to be? Oh gosh. Um, I, I just want every, I just wish I could give every single woman that's listening a big hug and I just want you to know like you, your body is amazing. It's absolutely incredible. What it's able to do is incredible. Everything that your body has gone through, whether you're pregnant or never had a baby or trying to get pregnant or whatever, your body is absolutely so much more important than how much you weigh or how good you look in a pair of jeans, even though, you know, it's always a nice little <laughs> uh, boost to feel good. But you know what I mean? Like our bodies are so important and they're such a special gift. And I just hope you feel so grateful to have a body that is helping you stand and helping you move and helping you play with your kids or carry your kids or whatever, because it's just such a true gift. 
I love that, Becky. Thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to work out with you and they want to follow along and be inspired? And Yes, come come work out with me. I'm over at Good for the Swole. Um, so I have a ton of workouts on my feed that I've shared like over my pregnancies and recovery and still now as I'm um, working out postpartum. And I have an app, it's called Good for the Swole. And the link in my bio, you can get a seven day free trial in the app. And I have like PDF guides if you just want more of like a guide instead of a follow along video. But yeah, I mean, workouts for all pregnancy, postpartum, pelvic floor, recovery, all of it. So I've got you covered. Yeah, doing all the hard work, you just need to, to show up. Awesome, I love it. And we will link to those in the show notes too. So thanks again awesome. for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.